Welcome to The Hop episode 3. This is your host speaking. How are you guys doing? I hope everyone's doing great. I hope everyone is healthy and well. Before we start, as usual, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, my name is Reno Moshafi and I am the host of Hoops Orchestra podcast. You guys can get in touch with me on Instagram and Twitter at Hoops Orchestra and also on YouTube at Hoops Orchestra podcast, where you guys can get all the latest updates about my take on all things basketball. In this episode, I will be sharing my opinions, reactions and thoughts about the Last Dance docuseries episode 5 and 6. Without further ado, I will begin from episode 5. So, let me say right ahead, Kobe Bean Bryant is my favorite player of all time. Um, I already discussed that in episode 0 introduction, and if you want to know more about it, you can listen to the podcast episode 0 introduction. Um, I already explained a little bit about my favorite player growing up, and... What happened to Kobe, man, his accident, um, it just doesn't make sense to me until today. I can't accept how such an icon had a tragic death like that. Like in my lifetime, we already had a few tragic deaths of famous people. Um, But this one really hit the most because he's really my favorite player of all time. With that being said, it's nice to see him in this episode. He seemed like he almost got emotional talking about Mike. Trust me, I've seen hundreds of Kobe interviews and I've seen him talk about Mike a lot of times. But only this time in this episode that he was almost emotional, if I may say so. It's interesting that Kobe, the little Laker boy, was the topic of the conversation in the East All-Stars team. Like Kobe was still so young. I think that was like the second or third year in the league. And uh, everyone was talking about how he wants to make the game one-on-one. And Mike was like, let him play one-on-one. Like I'll break him. And I love that. Um, competitive spirit between both of them they were like carbon copy in my opinion and what I love about Kobe is he was never afraid not to anyone not to Jordan not to anyone so let's say Jordan did a couple of moves on him and Kobe went right back at Mike the next play and seeing that I think that's when Kobe earned Mike's respect furthermore I think Michael see a lot of himself in Kobe like the competitive spirit the swag the charisma and most importantly the basketball skills and no one can deny that and eventually the way they play is very very similar because like Kobe said a lot of his arsenal he got it from Mike so that's why Kobe was one of the very few players that got Michael Jordan's recognition in fact uh, it turned out to be a lot more than recognition because they were closer than we thought they were like brothers and then we go back to Michael Jordan's rookie years we got to see the origin of Air Jordan It's weird for young guys like me to see because Nike was not a big deal back then. Converse uh, Converse and Adidas were it. Like Magic and Larry wore Converse and Michael did not even want Nike at the beginning. He wanted Adidas. So when Michael agreed to come to Nike and join them, that's where like Nike and the basketball shoes world really took off. And today, Nike and Air Jordan, they're a multi-billion dollar company. Um, so Michael versus Clyde Drexler um, in the finals. I did not know that Michael took offense of being compared to Clyde Drexler. I mean, I thought he was cool and take nothing personal from the comparison. I still picked Dwayne Wade as my third best shooting guard over Drexler. So I got Mike, Kobe, and then Dwayne Wade. But that doesn't mean Drexler wasn't a good player. He's a Hall of Famer, he's in the Dream Team, and he's also top 50 greatest player of all time. So when Michael took it personal, being compared, Drexler being compared to him, it just speaks volumes to how high Mike's standard was. In game one of the finals, Bulls versus Portland, Mike just torched him. That's the shark game. Uh, he had 39, I believe he had six three-pointers. 
back then like if you hit six three pointers especially in the final that's that's a huge deal because three pointers um is not the first shot you're trying to look for back then it's uh it's perceived as a bad shot now in today's game like so many young players can hit like five to six threes a game that's fine but back then it was a big deal especially in the finals and i don't know mike had five or four or five threes in, in the first half this just he went bonkers on that one and then eventually when the bulls won four and two and they successfully repeated in 92 mike averaged 35 six and four and drexler average pretty good he he got 24 5 and 7 now yeah, drexler wasn't bad or anything but mike was just on another level next on we got the legendary dream team practice so this is fun for me this is really really fun because for some reason i really really love seeing michael magic and larry bird interact because i did not grow up watching them they were way before my time but knowing their greatness and studying the history of the game anytime i see them together or compete with each other it excites me i love how magic said uh to michael if you don't turn to air jordan right now we're going to blow you out it's important for me to know because the first time i knew magic what i remember was so the announcer was like his name is magic johnson uh, he smiled and he lights up from here to Bangor, Maine or something. And I thought he was like the kind of fun, loving and um, not that he was not competitive, but I thought he was like a fun guy, like friendly. And turns out that Magic was a fierce competitor as well, man. And the fact that he really challenged Michael, especially in 92. And that's after Magic's prime. And he still went and challenged Michael like that. It, it speaks to Magic's greatness as well. Now, if you want to motivate Michael to turn on his A-game, putting the log in the fire, if you will, what Magic said to him could not be better. I can imagine how Mike was lit up, like he hit multiple trees, drove to the lane, and won the game. I also like, after a few moments of awkward silence in the bus, after the practice, they just reconciled and talked about how great of a practice it was. That's all you hope as a basketball fan. You compete as hard and as intense as you can uh, with your guys, with your peers, and then when you leave the court, you're like brothers again. We then got to see how the US annihilated Croatia with 33 points margin. That story is a boring story by now you know it's another story of you did something to piss michael off and in this case along with scotty pippen that doesn't help so the guy behind that was the ultimate master villain of this documentary that was jerry kraus and mike and scotty just took offense the way tony kukoc was introduced to them they just did not like it so mike and scotty took the challenge and just shot down tony kukoc i believe he had four points if i'm not mistaken the first time they met and they just surprised him because tony kukoc was like the best european player at that time he was young he was like the big thing coming and everyone know he's going to the bulls but nothing personal for scotty and michael is just trying to prove a point to jerry kraus and it's not fair so <laughs> they annihilated uh, the Croatia with 33 points and shut down Tony Kukoc to four points. And then after winning the 1992 Olympic, literally everybody knew who Michael Jordan was. He's on the top, like he's a global icon, a cultural icon, arguably the best athlete in the world at that time. In the episode, they discussed about Mike being so famous for so long because uh, I think one one of the guys said that he did nothing to piss anybody off, including not getting in the political game. Now, in retrospect, 
I am an Asian guy. I live in Asian country. Of course, there's still racism here and there, but not in the environment where I live or the environment where I grew up in. I was raised in Bali, which many of you know is an international place, an island that accepts any race or religion. So I can't speak nor understand about the racism in the United States or in other countries, especially back in the 90s. But what I will say is this. I have no problem with Michael not wanting to endorse a political figure that he doesn't know very well. Because even as a public figure, to me, you still have choices. I can see myself being as great and as big as Michael and just wanting to hoop. You guys can see see that in players now like Kevin Durant. These guys just want to hoop. They love the game so much they don't bother to be involved in things they don't understand about. Especially as big, as controversial, um, as sensitive as politics but the fact that michael said that republicans buy sneakers too is what i think did not help his case this is uh, about the harvey gant uh, storyline so i think people can see from a more friendly perspective if the reason for michael not being involved in politics not endorsing harvey gant was because he doesn't understand anything about him but if people know that the words Republicans by sneakers too came from Michael. Then people started to seeing from a more negative perspective. Now, yes, maybe Michael said it in the bus and he might have said it jokingly, whatever. But man, if you're as big as Michael Jordan and if the topic is that controversial and that political, you must be careful of everything that you say because people can take it the wrong way and people can take shots at you. It's it's no fun and it's sensitive. It's a very controversial topic. And then we move on to episode 6 which led us to the price of fame. This is what people should know, especially young people. So we as normal people often only see the glamour, the money, the followers, but what we don't see is the pressure. Now in the beginning of the episode, they did a great job of capturing how Michael was in constant pressure. By the time he walked out of his room, the spotlight was on him all the time, every day. He got to deal with people everywhere. He can't just go to a mall. He can't just go to the shop in the corner. like, And he had to do so much on and off the court that it definitely took a toll on him. Mike himself said, it's not the lifestyle you would envy. And on top of that, he got to perform on the court and he got to win. He had to build a successful legacy because otherwise he would just... His legacy would have been a great individual player, but he could not win. So he got to win on the court. And like I said, he also got to deal with the off-the-court pressure. Now, I'm sure this is part of the reason why he retired twice. Just burnt out, like totally exhausted. And in today's game, where social media is literally capturing every move of any superstar, we must give credit to LeBron. Like... Him staying on course and going to the finals in that many years in a row. And then him giving back to his community. In this day and age, it's crazy, man. We have to give credit when credit's due. Like LeBron on and off the court, he is just one of the best of all time. And next up, Sam Smith's Jordan rules. Resulting the 92-93 Bulls team to be divided. That's quite fascinating. It was said that Michael was super hard on his teammate. Now, you see, Michael was uh, starting to be exposed here in these episodes. So uh, it was said that he would bully a teammate, he would punch him, insult him, curse him, whatever, just being hard uh, on, on the teammates. So it's just the typical Michael Jordan teammate bully package. So apparently some someone snitched. So it could be the 
coaches, owners, management, teammates, we don't know. So there's this saying, there's this saying that you love to build people up and you love to see them go down. I believe that to be true. As sad as it is, I think it's true. So people love Kobe and Shaq duo, right? But they also like when Kobe and Shaq had problems. They love when Shaq depart to Miami. People love when Golden State began their dynasty. Like, oh, this team changed the game. And and then after they won couple of championships now people want to see them break apart so i think in any team anyone like you just build these teams or these players up and then eventually just want to see them go down like i said as 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 sad as it is i think it's the truth and ultimately in my opinion michael jordan is not a perfect person off the court like any of us but on the court he's as perfect of a basketball player as anyone and moving on Michael Jordan and gambling. Now, this one, I agree that Michael do not have a gambling problem. I repeat, I think Michael Jordan do not have a gambling problem. But he does have a severe competitive problem. If you had a gambling problem, you'll most likely be greedy. You'll always want more and more and more. You just, like, want the biggest stake. You want more. You got to... You got a lot of money uh, from a gamble and then you still want more and more and more. But Michael, he even gambled with security guards for less than $20. Now, this guy is, at that time was worth millions of dollars. Then he gambled on the plane with Will Perdue, John Paxson and BJ Armstrong for a dollar and a hand. That's not a gambling problem. That's a competitive problem. Because he just wanted to win. He wanted to say he wants something over you. He wanted to say that he took your money. You know, that's just how his competitiveness manifests. That's how he maintained dominance over people. Because if all of it is just gambling problem, then he wouldn't even bother to gamble and play for pennies. He would just instead go gamble for big prizes with crazy rich people. But he didn't do that. He literally gambled over anything with anyone doesn't matter like if it's security guards or if it's like a famous golfer and then we move on to the finals in 93 um this one is where the bulls beat the Suns and charles barkley michael got his third ring so the aftermath of that that's what i really want to pay attention to so we can really see how exhausted he was after the first three beat we can't discuss enough about the pressure that he deals day in and day out even after he won three straight in a row. Like, he said that if he had to do it all over again, he would not want to be considered as a role model. Again, that proves my point earlier that fame comes with a price. Fame comes with its downside. So if you're in the path of becoming famous, you must prepare at all costs. Fame isn't bad by any means, but you just need to prepare a whole lot to deal with that fame. That's all I'm saying. And we can really see that Michael was really exhausted after the first three-peat. Because, I mean, imagine his career, man. So, uh, from the rookie year, his shoes were booming. And then his individual accolades were amazing. But he just could not lead the team to win. That's his narrative. He had to overcome the bad boys pistons. And then he got to go over Magic Johnson. And then he got to go over Portland. And then Suns. And all of that on top of him being pressured all the time on and off the court for him to retire 
especially with his father's death and everything we'll see more about that in the next episodes hopefully they discuss about that without anyone explaining anything i just know that he was exhausted that's for sure winning a championship is hard and and successfully did a three-peat that's special so especially if you're michael jordan and you're the biggest player on earth that's that must take a toll on you so that's all i'm saying well i guess that's all for this episode guys let me know what you think about episode 5 and 6 of the last dance you can reach out to me on twitter and instagram at hoops orchestra or also on youtube at hoops orchestra podcast leave a comment send a tweet or send me a dm i will definitely make time to reply to you guys and if you haven't listened to the previous episodes where I shared my reaction to The Last Dance episode 124, then definitely check them out as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, don't forget to like and share it. Give it some love, and I will see you soon on the next episode. Take care.